Hello, listeners. Uh, today's podcast is a gaming podcast. Um, what I'd like to talk about is uh, kind of a combination of where I was in EverQuest and what was available at the time. Um, EverQuest had gotten to a point with so many expansions and I had so much time invested uh, you know as time goes on guilds reputations preceded themselves Uh, typically there was always some kind of drama going on at some point and it just led to strife within the guild and you would start looking at what else was available and what else you could do and how are you going to spend your free time when you weren't with the guild instead of spending it time with the guild you know you would you would have your own group of friends that were outside the guild and they would be talking and you would be talking and when i say talking i mean typing because there was no there was nothing to talk with at the time um there were rumblings of everquest 2 and how it was going to be different and how they had taken all the knowledge that they had gained of the of the game and expanded on it and that was very appealing to me at the same time World of Warcraft was coming out and when I looked at World of Warcraft to me it just looked like cartoon it didn't it didn't have that the appeal that EverQuest did and I think it's because EverQuest had its roots in mudding uh, and it was very similar to that and with World of Warcraft they had based it off of their intellectual property for the um, Warcraft games um, which were you know, uh, turn based um keeping track of uh, resources uh, setting up defenses creating a strategy looking to attack uh, neighboring villages stuff like that and it was a constant resource battle Um, so they were expanding upon that but turning it into a you know a uh, ever running game um, I didn't know if it was going to have a lot of quest or or uh, if it would speak to me. Uh, it, it just didn't look appealing to me. So I, w- along with some friends, decided that we were going to go EverQuest 2. Going to give it a shot. And for a while we would play both until one of them spoke to us. And when I say both, I mean EverQuest and EverQuest 2. We we were all under the impression that EverQuest 2 would be the end of EverQuest. Thinking that they were going to put all their resources into it. But that is totally not the case. And that's not what happened. It ran for a long, long, long time. Uh, as a completely separate game. No crossover anything. Uh, and to this day, 
there's still, I think the last count, there were like 400,000 people still playing EverQuest. So, the original, um, which is just mind-boggling. I, I, I think that was... No, it's not 400,000. Four, maybe it's 4,000. I, I don't know. It, the, the numbers just don't... It's, it's amazing. They never reached uh, the heights that WoW did. And I think a lot of it was to do with... They were limited uh, with the number of servers they had compared to what Blizzard put up for WoW. Um, they both had problems right out of the gate with WoW and EverQuest 2. Uh, massive downtime, bug fixes, almost like they didn't test it well enough. Uh, but nevertheless, EverQuest had so much of my time and so so much uh, exposure to me that it's hard to th- even look at any other game as a possibility. So, you know, I I was a I was diehard. Sony fan um, I had a friend who had some exposure to WoW and he just could not he had played EverQuest he chose to go WoW I went EverQuest 2 he convinced me to come over and try WoW because I, I had gotten to a point in EverQuest 2 where um, my guild, the guild that I was in had split up. So it was all splintered and there wasn't a lot to do if you weren't in the guild at, at that level. So um, he convinced me to come over and try WoW for a little while. And I, I did. And I had a blast. So I will have more podcast on WoW and how that impacted my life and what 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 I uh, what I accomplished with it how much fun I've had with that game but uh, and I'm also going to do a separate podcast on EverQuest 2 because EverQuest 2 still took a lot of my time I weaned myself off of EverQuest because EverQuest 2 offered um, the the, num- the large number of quests uh, that EverQuest had and it allowed you to do a lot of things solo, by yourself, with no help. Um, they had collections, and when I, and I, I it's kind of hard to explain, but like you would get, you could find um, a maple leaf, uh, uh, like a red maple leaf, and in that same area. If you waited long enough, you'd get a blue maple leaf and a green one and a brown one and a gold one and an orange one. And you would create a collection of these leaves. Once you got the final leaf of that collection, you could right-click on the collection and it would turn into an item that you could put uh, in, in a house. So... One of the things that EverQuest had added, EverQuest 2 had added, was housing, player housing, uh, guild housing, which was just incredible. If you had a big guild, you know, you all your guild mates could fill it full of stuff. There were things to buy and things to make, um, rewards you could get, like killing a dragon, 
you would get the skull of the dragon and you could put it in your guild hall for everybody to see all the accomplishments you had made. Well, they were the same thing, but on a personal level for your own house. Now, it's pretty much only you seeing it. Uh, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of houses and you would go in and they would all look identical and they would be bare and except for the items that people had gotten. They didn't have any other place to put them. You could put them on the wall. Um, same thing with weapons that were like named weapons that were famous. If you, if you got that item, you could put that in your room and it was really cool. It was a very neat way to handle, uh, keeping your bags empty so you could collect things everywhere you went. And it was a really fun twist on it. They also had probably the best trade skill uh, interface I've ever seen. You could play the game and never leave the city. Um, They had these they had these uh, trade skill areas and it would have like you could make food or you could you could uh, you could be a tailor or you could be a blacksmith and they had all the equipment there um, with very little money you could buy uh, the the components you needed and you could sit there and craft all day and they had this equal number of levels for trade craft that they did for leveling up so if you never wanted to fight anything you could do it in EverQuest 2 and you could spend hours and it was very challenging it's just like casting a spell or uh, doing a, a an attack of any kind you basically were counteracting things that were happening as you were as you were cooking or sewing, it would pop up a thing like you would get a you get a thing like your your pot is boiling over, and you could counteract the boil over with like turn down temperature kind of kind of reaction. It was really neat, and it's it had a lot of special effects. It looked like you were casting spells the way it, and you could actually be killed by your own poor cooking. So. You know, it made for a very fun uh, way to do trade skills. No other game I've ever played has had anything like that. A lot of fun. Very cool. Um, They also, later on in the game, I mean, they've had a lot of expansions. And some of the things they've done uh, in the expansions, um, they added in the ability to hire a mercenary. Uh, the mercenary would help you fight. If something attacked you, it would attack. If it got overwhelmed by the number of things that were attacking you, it would run away or cower and not fight. Um, so you couldn't take on massive groups of things, but it was it was a lot of fun. And you could actually, they had a, a, a mode in it where you could um, dress like a... Uh, like a, I can't, I don't want to say rag doll, but that's not the proper term. Like a paper doll. You could put different items on your, on your mercenary to make them look like you or look like a guard or something like that. It's really neat how they did it. Um, 
they took a portion of your experience. When they died, you you had to go back and get them. You had to heal them after combat. But it was really cool. Uh, really, really a cool thing to do. But um, WoW had its own thing. And one of the biggest components that WoW had over EverQuest 2 is the number, the sheer number of people that played. Making it scale much larger in the world. So, I'm going to take a break. I will be back in a bit. Thanks. Greetings. It's a return. I've it's been a few days since I started this podcast, so to you, seconds. To me, days. But EverQuest 2, to me, would have been absolutely flawless had I been able to maintain uh, the friendships that I had in EverQuest. Without people to play with on a regular basis, there was plenty to do. I've never ran out of stuff to try to do, either alone or even attempt with a mercenary that I could hire. Uh, the problem is, at some point, you're playing a multiplayer game with no multiplayers. You see people in passing, but the city seemed empty. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't as much fun. Um, so, you know, it, it had that as a drawback. Other than that, there's, it, it was entertaining. It was so much fun. But that is a huge drawback. So I had a friend of mine say, hey, we're playing WoW. And a lot of your friends came and played WoW. Why don't you come and give it a test drive with us? See what you think. So they made it super easy to get in to the game. And I enjoyed it, to be honest. Uh, even cartoony, even though I was kind of making fun of it at the same time. There was still a lot to it. There was a lot to do. And it was a lot of fun. So, you know, I spent a lot of time simply um, enjoying the game. You know, it was like an all-new experience. I mean, things had changed for sure, but it was an all-new game. And so the freshness of it was exciting. And... It didn't have a lot of the features that EverQuest did, but they had also done some really cool things. One of the exciting things about WoW is character creation and how many options there are, although there are less options than there were with EverQuest 2, it was all new. It was an all-new experience, all-new cities, things I didn't know anything about. And I had to be guided by friends and, and people telling me, you know, this is the best way to do it. And there were so many people playing that it was an endless amount of options. So 
as I played WoW, I got that that feeling that I had with EverQuest 1, which was this, this huge world that you're a part of, and other people are a part of it, and the exposure to that is exciting. It gives you an unbelievable amount of of pride in accomplishments and discovery that just make a game like that um, even better. You know, the experience is unbelievable. So, um, there were, it has its own bugs and it has its own, its own quirks, but, you know, that's how I got involved in World of Warcraft. So, I'm probably going to end the podcast here now. Um, there will be more to follow, more EverQuest 2, more EverQuest, more WoW, more games, and other topics as well. I've got quite a bit of stuff lined up, at least through at least a month's worth of material, probably more. So, never fear, listeners, and uh, I will catch you on the flippity-flop. Oh, as I mentioned before, don't forget to check out patreon.com forward slash space camp and my word to my boys at the end of this episode is cherish your friendships. Um, They don't last forever. And the ones that do are ones that you can pick right back up where you left off no matter how much time has passed. Uh, The majority of the people that you know in high school are not going to be that type of friend. It's like practice. It's like a practice lesson for making friends, learning about what it takes to have a relationship. And then when you get older, you will find relationships that are much more satisfying, that are much more longer term. Um So, cherish the friendships you have, enjoy it, get the most out of it you can, learn as you you go, and just like in EverQuest 2 and WoW, things change, people change, and uh, it's not the end of the world, there's always something else right on the horizon, so, all right, that's it. Thanks for being a listener. I appreciate it. I will talk to you next time.